looking to be one. So I would imagine that a Tame Impala tour is going to happen. Yeah, for that sometime album. Sometime during 2020. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that. And when that happens, my God, I would just. <laughs> Funny oh, people, please, I don't know. for the love of God. Hashtag Kingmakers. If we can make yeah. that happen. I'll throw, I will pay the same exact amount that I had to pay last Thursday to go see that show. Oh, it would my really God. Be incredible. Oh, my God. They'd be yeah. so good together. I, I, I would. Oh, that would be great. So anyway, so that's our, our little plug. And um, if we made that happen, then this podcast was uh, worth in, it. in and yeah. of itself worth it. LOL, this is the part where we would have our intro music. We don't have it yet, but you guys, we really made some progress. It's coming so soon, I can't even. But in the meantime, we are back with another Hey People. You're listening to High Decibels, an NYC-based live music podcast. We check out the artists we love at New York City venues and beyond and report back to you. I'm Marlia. And I'm James. And this song is Elephant by Tame Impala. Who Mar- Marlia saw on the 22nd of August and who I saw on the 23rd of August at MSG both times. And we'll actually, after some uh, opening remarks and bullshitting, we'll explain how that happened. But uh, for to follow us on Instagram, follow us at High Decibels Podcast for clips, pick, uh, clips, picks, and more from the show. That clips picks and is always yeah. I always stumble on that. I gotta I gotta come up with a, a, something better to say there because uh, I'm I'm too dumb to actually get it out properly. Uh, I don't know if anyone who's listened to this so far is noticing this, but um, we are on two different microphones. Yeah, we are on finally. We're not crowded around uh, one like passing it back and forth like, like we're uh you know lucius uh-huh. which they're great but it's really hard for us to do yeah um, and that that's also why we're talking about this concert almost a week after both of us this is saw why it. This is so we would have liked to talk about it the day after but we just couldn't put up with the two mic thing anymore <laughs> we couldn't the one we couldn't put up with the one mic one thing mic, yeah. we needed to um so i finally got it to work th- this is this might be a bit of a longer episode because i I mean, there's just so much to say. And one of the things I just have to open with is like, I really think that until you are someone who uh, doesn't have an extensive amount of experience with uh, recording, which I will openly say, uh, neither of us really do. Not a You lick. truly cannot appreciate what a fucking bitch it is to put all this together. It was like, honestly... I'm I'm online. I'm googling. I'm on like Reddit. All of this. Uh, oh, we have a Reddit account now. Too. Uh-huh. High decibels podcast. Follow us on Reddit. That, that's just that's just for this. Uh, but anyway, you know, so looking for help in all of this, and it's like it's as if the, the there's these closely guarded secrets because it's like you'll Google stuff and be like, oh, this doesn't really apply to me. So what happened was we initially had. You can skip over this if you don't care about audio shit, but if you're someone that's actually interested in how to create a podcast, well, I'm doing a little... This is for you, PSI. Um, So uh, we learned really quickly that you can't just plug a microphone into a computer. You need something called an interface. And I was recommended something called a Blue Icicle, and this is an interface that is made by Blue Microphones, and um, the thing is, is you can only plug one microphone into one of these interfaces. I thought, you know what? These are cheap. No problem. I'm just going to do get that because I have two yeah. USBs, right? Here's the problem with blue microphone. And I really wish they would just fix this is that they put uh, identical serial numbers on their products. That means that your computer is not going to be able to recognize two different, um, excuse me, different, but the same, the exact same yeah. interface right so i messed with this like crazy until this super helpful guy um steve at apple thank you so much like senior tech guy yeah, shout out steve <laughs> was like a guy that he does recording himself and you know recommended a new interface to me and i'm just going to tell you what that interface is um free do, ads do, yeah for anybody that um <clears throat> right anybody that is interested in doing this kind of thing because I don't think this should be some sort of uh, closely guarded secret where you know we can't tell people how the shit is done just because it was super hard for us to figure out. Uh, don't waste your time if you have a two-person podcast, and you know what? Don't waste your time if it's a one-person one because mm. you never know when you want to add a second person. Get an interface with two inputs. This is called Behringer UMC two hundred four HD. 
and it's wonderful and it's working for us. Yeah, um, and it's pretty cool because I guess you could plug guitars in and everything too. So I'll try right. and fuck around with that. I've always kind of wanted to. So I'll give that a shot sometime. I think it'd be neat. So, I mean, I'm just doing this because honestly, it's like a pay it forward. I had a really nice guy. Apple helped me. I had just about no one really helped me online. One guy did recommend this interface and I really appreciated that. But it was like other aside from like one person on a forum, it was like crickets. And I was like, what is the deal? I know you people fucking know how to do this. So anyway, it was a super frustrating process. So it's a huge deal for us. It's like nothing to experience podcasters. Mm. It's a huge deal for us to actually not have our faces on each other. I mean, it's not the worst thing to have my face close to Jamie's <laughs> face. But when I'm trying to talk, uh, you know, it's... Yeah, having to pass a mic back it, and forth too, and it's it, falling over constantly. It's, it's too much. It's too much. And so this is so much better. We can actually like, you know, be at a normal distance and, mm. and see each other and talk at the same time. So that's my PSA for that. Um, okay, what else we got here? We have, I have a, a, an interesting bit here. We are going to get to the concert, I promise, but it's just sometimes funny things come up. And uh, this is along the lines of my um, little story that I told you guys uh, after the Mountain Goats uh, with our friend who was not able, not our friend, but a, yeah. a, a someone's a, a friend, stranger. someone's friend who was unable, unfortunately, to make it out that night to the bar because he had tickets for uh, Papa Roach, Papa Roach the next really night. He really needed to be nice and rested. He really up for needed that to Papa be rested Roach up. Show. Um, okay, I'm just I'm gonna read this review. I'm gonna keep it anonymous. I just I, w- I want to see if anyone can guess. Just think about it. What what band this might be about? Um, their show was good. Uh, <clears throat> they were guiding through you in an experience akin to that of the Heroes Quest. It was like a statement that if you come together with the people around you and push through your trials and tribulations, honestly, you will come out on the other side with a personal waking. Uh, I realize that more and more what they do, for example, with the masks is sort of an extension of tradition of using masks to represent different aspects of the human experience. Sometimes they come across as cheesy, but their stage show is almost like a display, showing all these different aspects of ourselves and how we can be better, especially with their new costumes and masks. It feels very, quote, Venetian, end quote, and an extension of the romantic era of music, not to mention the complete deconstruction of the rock genre. Can you guess what band that is? I'll give you a minute to think about it. Was it maybe like, I don't know, ELO? Steely Dan? Maybe Greta Van Fleet? Who might it be? I wish I hadn't told you because I wish I could have you guess right now as to... I, I did. It would be worse if you hadn't told me initially and if I hadn't read it when you first noticed it. Ladies and gentlemen, the band discussed in this this little view here, review, is uh, Slipknot. You just heard a critical analysis oh, of a God. Slipknot show. Okay, I, listen, I, I'm gonna, I feel I'll, I'll bad. I'll bear it out here because I was, in high school, the biggest Slipknot fan. And he was. I, I had really shitty taste in high school. <laughs> like, Thank God I got over that crap and just just i read that and i'm sitting there and i'm like even in 11th grade when i thought slipknot was the coolest band in the world and i did and i'm ashamed of that i would have still thought that was the cheesiest fucking thing i've ever heard in my life i i i there is a part of me that hesitated but i was like i'm sorry this is this content is just is just too good and just like just just to to sort of smooth that over a bit this is all in good fun this is uh, in jest i'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings but i i just you know what maybe i'm missing something but i'm just i've never caught the depth of slipknot <laughs> i'm miss i'm clearly missing something oh, i'll try God. it again i'll go through the, the whole no. catalog uh-uh, i'm not going back to that <laughs> to see what what i've possibly overlooked to not be able to spot this sort of rogue genius of this band channeling a Venetian, Venetian he said. aesthetic. Venetian. Uh, it just looks like guys in Halloween horror masks that have more money for nicer masks than, you know, 
what you might find at Party City. But you know what? What do I know? Anyway, that's our, uh, that's <laughs> maybe our we make that a segment, there, yeah. that a segment you yeah. like review of the week, right? I don't know. Maybe we could add something like that now and then when we, well, yeah, if we find somebody we that find, makes we, some ridiculous review. If we find, find something that, that, uh, amuse, just confounds us. Um, anyway, but what we are here to really review today, recap, so to speak, I kind of like recap better because mm. it's just more like not, I'm going to tell you how, you know, you should feel about mm. this. It's more like this, this is how it was yeah. for me. Uh, Tame Impala. So Tame, uh, Tame Impala is, uh, an Australian band. It's really the project of a one Kevin Parker, who is a musical genius, who um, then takes pan me- band members with him for tours. Incidentally, um, a lot of these band members happen to be from a separate band called Pond, which uh, we plan to see in, what, a month or so? Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's in six weeks. Okay, so... At Warsaw up in Brooklyn, so, so keep your ears pure Yeah, keep that. your... Yeah, we, we will definitely do that. Anyway, um, this music is... Uh, it's... How, okay, so I'm just going to try to use just sort of blanket terms to explain music that for me for me is like this is my slip <laughs> just be- <laughs> sorry it's sort of beyond description for me i know it sounds very dramatic but but as we get into it hopefully that that will become relatable even if you don't agree um it's very synth driven it has sort of a spacey sound at times it has uh echoey dreamy psychedelic vocals um the the visuals which are a very Incredible. important component of the show are very psychedelic as well and why oh why did i forget to bring a half head of acid to the show as my mom would say jeepers 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 um and uh kevin parker uh is becoming uh more just as an aside more and more popular uh as a producer mm. and is doing a lot of collaborations and apparently has become sort of a hit among the uh hip-hop community yeah kevin parker so uh, i the easiest way to describe the music is it's psychedelic rock it's very indie psychedelic rock that's sort of the easiest way to describe it but uh the last couple of years he's become like the guy for hip-hop artists to work with and not only that, they tend to sample his music a lot. It's become uh, a lot of artists are sampling his music or remixing his music. And something kind of interesting is actually Rihanna even straight up covered one of his songs on, I guess, her last album. Couldn't tell you a thing about it because I don't listen to pop music at all. But if you but, like Rihanna yeah, and you so, trust Rihanna's taste, yeah, I would sincerely I, I, consider giving. She changed the song to, uh, she changed the name of the song to, um, I, I think it's Same Old Person. Uh, I think she changed the name to the whole song is um, different person, same old mistake. So I think she changed it to same old mistake, something like that. But otherwise, it's just a full on cover of the song. It, like she really didn't change much from my understanding of it. So it's kind of neat that he's become, uh, you know, after kind of being in the industry for a while, touring around, he's become very, very popular amongst, uh, you know, a different genre than him, which you do see sometimes, you know, Ratatat is has a lot of hip hop base, but they they're also pretty popular there. You know, they full on produce a couple of Kid Cudi songs, that kind of thing. So it's always cool to see uh, a cross between genres coming together and different artists all working together. And, the, and that. that is the case with the drummer from Black Keys as well. Yeah, right? he does a lot of uh, producing these days. And too. what I find, what I find, the sort of common thread there is a musician that is not only very talented, mm. but seems to have, even if it isn't what his project. Uh, is centered around has an understanding of genres beyond Mm. their own and Mm. I love that I think that that sort of broad-mindedness and not only understanding and appreciating other genres but actually knowing how to make artists of those Mm. other genres happy in your uh, production work I it 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 even heightened it heightens my respect even Mm. more for for uh for a musician and, he, so. and he's and he clearly knows what he's doing we're kevin gonna be parker, fanning out a lot tonight, yeah today. kevin parker <laughs> writes and records and produces all of the, the music in himself oh yeah aside yeah, yeah, from yeah. like that's i think every now and then he'll bring like a you know a backing vocalist in or something like that but otherwise when you listen to the record music on say spotify top to bottom it's it's all him he does everything and since it's psychedelic rock it's decently high produced as it is you know with a lot of synths and that kind of thing in it so uh, it helps that he just clearly knows what he's doing, and a lot of hip hop artists 
have discovered that really, really liked his music and just kind of reached out to him and was just like, I'd like to collab with you or I'd like you to produce on, on at least a couple of my songs. So it's just kind of neat that he's become like one of the go-to guys outside of hip hop that a lot of hip hop artists really, really like to work with these days. So now that we've built him up in your head, um, we're going to get into the actual show, or I should say shows mm -hmm. that we saw and James had said at the top, um, how we actually went to see the same artist at the same venue on two, two different nights. nights. And how did that come about? So uh, originally, listen, uh, for those who don't know, Madison Square Garden, first of all, why the fuck don't you know what Madison Square Garden is? But second of all, when they do concerts, it's really tough to get tickets in the general admission area. Um, I would uh, I would blame it on scalpers going out and buying uh, scooping up tickets early. Um, all that's that's really what happens because I had originally tried to get tickets for this months ago and I had a promo code so I was able to get there you know to get one of the early like two three day release kind of uh, tickets. I, I waited in the queue for that and I get on there and I'm maybe five minutes after the tickets get released and the general admissions already sold out. And I, you know, as a big and popular as a venue as Madison Square Garden is, it's bullshit that like you're five minutes in on a pre-release ticket that it's already sold out general admission. So I wasn't going to go to this concert at first. And that kind of really disappointed me because Tim and Paul is a very important band to me. Like like Kevin Parker's music is one of one of the, my favorite types of music. I, I'm a real sucker for psychedelic rock to begin with. And I think he's the best out there right now. I've been listening to him since college. His first album came out, I believe, 2010. And second one came out in 2012, When I was uh, both years when I was in college. So I discovered him then. He's just a big deal to me. I have gotten to see him before, but it would have been, you know, I thought it would be really, really cool to see it at MSG. Because for all the concerts I go to, that was the first time I'd ever been to a concert at MSG. I'd only ever been there for Ranger games. Shout out Blue Shirts, by the way. Go Rangers. So, like, two, three weeks before this concert, I'm sitting there steaming and stewing at myself, looking at prices online, and I'm like, you know what? If I don't see him, it's going to be more disappointing than having to pay extra. I hate paying aftermarket prices on tickets because I know I'm getting scalped, and I know it's a lot more expensive than it should be, but I really, really wanted to see him. It was important to me to see him, and it was also important to me to not be in the seats. I still could have bought seat tickets for a lot cheaper, but... A, I hate fucking being in seats at concerts. It's just not fun experience for me at all. I've done it. I do it every now and then. If I don't really have a choice or if somebody like already has tickets and offers me to them, I'm probably not going to say no to it. But I really don't like being stuck in a seat for a concert, especially not for somebody that's as big to me as Tame Impala is. Uh, so I caved and I bought, I bought the ticket and I had it. Uh, it was a physical ticket that got sent to me. I had this shit on my fridge. I was so excited for it. Oh, and One I of, and I was not yeah, going to be able Mar to go. And it. he said, he said to me, uh, you know, I'm going to this show. And I was like, you know what? I, I don't even want to hear about it. Mm -hmm. the, I said, the less I know, the, the less better. I know the better. <laughs> good, <laughs> Which if you're line. a Tame Impala fan, you get that reference. Yeah. So anyway, um, top it all off, one of my uh, other friends we've mentioned, Drake, before, shout out Drake, uh, hopefully he'll listen to this, uh, He, him and I were hanging out, and I'm telling him how I was just going to go to this show alone, and he's like, fuck it, I'll get a ticket too, uh, I don't know this artist at all, I will come with you though, we'll come see him. So I'm like, this is going to be great, Like I'm going to see one of my favorite artists ever at you know probably the most famous venue in the fucking world, Madison Square Garden. Um, it was a big deal to me, and then... I get absolutely royally fucked by my job. I'm not going to get too into it because it's going on the internet and I want some kind of anonymity. Our friends already know what happened anyway. But basically, some last-minute bullshit came down. And as much as I tried to fight it, they were like, no, you have to be at this place at this time. And I'm, I'm arguing on the phone with them. I'm like, I just bought, like, I have a $150 ticket that uh, uh for that for a concert that night that you d are demanding that I get there. And by the way, they demanded that I get there at like eight o'clock the night before for some shit that went on at like seven o'clock the next morning and last until maybe one o'clock in the afternoon. So he I was, was real mad. I was pretty fucking steamed about that. I really was. I was just furious about it. I, you know, traded the ticket to, to Mar. Um, so she was able to go. I Can didn't want to believe that. Yeah. I didn't so want to waste the ticket. Then it was me going. Yeah. It was like the tables turned where it was like me. And I was so grateful for that gesture, by the way. It was like, James, in that moment, you were like uh, a goal. I don't, like I from don't, half I don't care. field. I was still pissed. From like, from, from like the. I was the, still furious. From, from the half, yeah. from like halfway down the field, like yeah. three seconds left. 
in the game. Yeah. That's what you were. You came through for me very last minute. Yeah, and I like really two, pre- I'm sorry to use a soccer before. reference and not a hockey one, but that was just yeah, immediately what came to me. Okay, you were like so, you were like a uh you were the the winning uh shootout shot. There you go. Uh to to clinch the game. There you go. Let's go uh, Rangers. on the ice. Okay, that's what you were. So then it was me and then he said the less I know the better. But then what happened? So I'm at this I'm at this thing. I'm fucking <laughs> furious. I'm steamed. I had to be just outside of the city upstate a little bit so as i'm sitting there afterwards just furious waiting on a train to come back to the city i'm, I'm sitting there i made the mistake of looking at uh some of the videos from that night and i'm like this oh yeah is that i told you yeah. i'm like there's yeah. no fucking way i can miss this show <laughs> so i spent way more than i'm gonna admit on here <laughs> i really really got fucked uh for payment i made some asshole scalpers day for probably upcharging me like 400 percent. i really really overpaid for this um but I, i'm sitting there waiting for the train and it basically came to me where i'd be more angry at having missed this show than i would be at the amount of money that i spent on it so i, I literally just bought a last minute ticket got back to my apartment like clean myself changed really quick i had to go to uh Ticketmaster does these like handout um they have these or was it SeatGeek? I think I used maybe one of those. They have uh, these offices that you literally just walk in if you get a last minute ticket and they will give you the physical ticket there. And I'll uh, shout out to that because it was super easy. I, I just walked in. It was like six blocks from MSG. So I just walked in, said my name. They they give it to you. You sign something real quick to prove that you picked it up. And, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. That was it. So sometimes the garden really gets it right. And I would say usually they get it right. I don't think we have to say a ton about this venue because everyone's mm-hmm. heard of it. And yeah. I would say anyone in New York City has been to it in, in one way or another. Right. Or Ranger um, Gamer, Nick's game. This or... was my first uh, concert there um, on the floor. I have been to one other show there, which was U2, uh, but Bono gave me that ticket, which is another story. This, that's a good story for another So I was, time. I was in the VIP section for that one and not, not, not amongst the plebs. <laughs> so this was my first experience just sort of like standing amongst the uh, unwashed masses. And, and basically how it started for me personally, I guess James didn't have this problem, but um, the line was really crazy. I got there a bit early and um, I got lucky because I went in on the 8th Avenue side of Madison Square Garden, their 7th and 8th. And, uh, you know, I went right in, but someone else showed their ticket and they said, oh, this isn't general admission. Oh, you have to go over to 7th Avenue. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, it's a hike. It's like five, maybe even 10 minutes, depending on like kind of how, whether you get stuck behind like a slow moving amoeba of tourists, mm-hmm. you know, to get over to the other side. Um, but there was no signage or anything to tell anyone that. I mean, it worked out for me because mm-hmm. I was GA, but if I had been in a seat and had been standing in line for an hour uh, with no sort of direction in terms of, you know, you need to be on the other side, I would I would have been super pissed. So I feel like that is something that they've definitely got to straighten out so just like a pro tip for you if you're seeing a show at the garden and you do have no matter what where you are I, I would try to catch an employee hanging out at the front door and be like is this the right line mm. for where I'm supposed to go because you would think that you could do either and that was not the case so that was a bit uh annoying um but you know it did it, it didn't affect me but I you know I'm I'm an empathetic person so I felt really bad for um who, you know, the guy that got sent over. Um, I did get a drink. Uh, it was expensive. Mm-hmm. It's not cheap. <laughs> it's yeah. the garden. Yeah. We don't really need to tell you much more about the garden because it's like, it's, everyone pretty much knows it. And yeah. if you've never, I mean, listen, if, if you really have questions about it, high decibels podcast at gmail.com. Right. Sure. Sure. Shoot us an email or just Google it. And it uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> but we have happy to give you our, our personal take, but most people don't really need to hear that. Mm. Um, you had no problem really getting. I there. honestly, uh, there wasn't even a line when I got there. I got there maybe a half hour before oh, right, official right, right. doors opened up and okay. there was like barely a line. I walked right in um, and I didn't even have, I just went in the same way. I always go in for like when I go to Ranger games, because you know, I go to like right. two or three of those a year. So I just went in the same one. I, I guess it was the eighth Ave one. I've never really okay. bothered to actually look. I just I just know which one to walk into because that's where my train gets out generally mm-hmm. when I go there. So I had absolutely no issues getting in. Didn't even have a line. Okay. So, you know, just it's just something to to be aware of. Mm. Um so uh I get in and I, I've personally never seen a show on the floor, so I was just like kind of blown away. Mm. I mean the, the closest thing that I've ever been to in terms of a GA show at a stadium like that would be Barclays Center mm. and it is not as big. No. 
Um, so that was kind of amazing. I believe I was about 10 rows deep. I was in a pretty good spot because mm. I got there pretty early. Uh, I was in time for our opener, who was uh, Velvet Negroni. Mm -hmm. And the song that I am playing right now, I cannot tell you the name of it. I was ha He's new, seems. Um, so I wasn't able to kind of like match that up and figure out what this song was. But I have chosen this song because it was my favorite. Had to sort of... Uh, uh, staccato-ness mm. to it, if that's an adjective. That's the best way I can describe it. That that was a song of his I enjoyed. Um, I had researched him beforehand. Um, you know, as I as everyone would know by now, I think if you'd listen to any prior episodes, or you're going to learn it now. I'm pretty direct about my feelings about artists. So if, I may not say some. I may say some things that quite honestly <laughs> not everyone want to hear but mm. i have to give you an honest impression um when i went on his spotify granted it's 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 kind of sparse right now i found his spotify to be very boring mm. um which is a shame because I, I honestly he is much better live or can be i should say um when he is on stage so i wouldn't use the spotify as a uh, barometer for uh, what it's like to see him on stage. Also, he has one of the cutest guitar players I've ever seen in my life. Um, yeah. He also has uh, a DJ. Uh, he has a bass, the guitar, and, per and percussion. Um, I found the vocal mix to not be too good for whatever reason. Mm. I did have some trouble hearing him. Um, a little hard to hear him over everybody right. talking around you, honestly. Right. What I was catching is he, he did sound... Um, a bit like Seal at times, I can tell you that. Now, in terms of the reform itself, self now I just said positive things, but the, the, my feeling about him is that I felt like he kind of came out strong and mm. came out swinging. This is my impression. And uh, then he sort of tapered down into a more relaxed vibe, like slow jam, baby, mm. maybe, baby making music. I did not feel that that was the right direction to go in for yeah. a show at Madison Square that's this big. Yeah, uh, it, and, and I'm it not, felt off. I'm with you on that. Right, yeah. And I'm not crazy because I feel like the majority of the audience didn't really know what to make of him, mm. really wanted to give him a shot. And at first it was like coming out real good. He had a great sax player. He even like put the mic up to the sax player. Mm. I don't know if you did that at your yep, show. Yep, but you put, it, put it right up to the bell. You know what I'm saying? To, to give him a little bit extra. But um, if you came to see Tame Impala, well, to be quite honest with you, um, he sounds nothing like that. Yeah, it, it um, felt like a really weird fit, to be honest. It was a was weird, I kind of lo-fi R and B. I was sitting there was. listening to him, and I'm like, for your genre, I actually think he's good. I, I will say that. Like, I don't, I don't think that he's a, yeah. a bad musician. By the way, a bit of research I did: his full name is Jeremy Nutzman. He's from Minnesota. Um, grew up in sort of a uh, evangelical household and didn't really uh, get to listen to a lot of uh, secular music until he got to college. So maybe that that kind of, because uh, you could hear a little bit of the... Um, Naivete? No, I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't want to say soul, a little bit of a gospel kind of uh, vibe in some of his music. Oh, I totally you know what had I mean? that wrong. Like a okay. little bit of that. Okay. But... Um, so he was like raised on religious music. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, you know, like I said, uh, honestly, like if... If he were to come on at a smaller venue, I, you know, I probably would have enjoyed it more. But this it was guy would just... be great for like maybe Mercury Lounge yeah. or I thought he'd actually be really great. Gramercy I don't know if you guys ever heard of So like Far that. Sounds, go to SoFarSounds.com. Yeah, but So Far Sounds is like, it's like a concert series where you actually don't know who you're going to see. All you get to do is pick a neighborhood mm -hmm. and then the day before they tell you what venue it is and when you show up, the artists are there and it's a often a very chill, relaxed vibe. Yeah. And I felt like, oh, like this would be very good for that. This would actually be very good for a sm for smaller venues mm. something like mercury or you know rockwood or something like that but i was like dude you you're you're on you're at madison right, square garden right. like you, you really need bring to bring yeah. it and his down tempo section was just too long this crowd was too hyped for that mm. i would advise shortening it um clearly that didn't no one advised him to do that mm. uh after my show on wednesday no, the same <clears> because mine. excuse me for doing that uh, um 
because James's show is pretty much, or maybe he was just like, "This is what I do, fuck mm-hmm. it." But um, I, Which can I don't see... blame him. Actually, I'm looking now. He's he's gonna drop his first album actually tomorrow as of time. Oh right, recording. he did tell us that, and the and yeah. it was funny. Hit the concert. He said that he was like, you know, a new album is dropping, the and 30th, there was a little bit tomorrow. of that. Yeah. There's a little bit of that. Uh, yeah like i think i'm pretty sure the dj played that and so you know okay so i was hanging out i made some new friends and and they were they were not feeling it they were not fans one guy like flat out stuff like this guy sucks Mm. which i thought was vicious but um they're making jokes and whatever and the one guy was like i think he works in it or something he or he's like a project manager he's like i should have like an air horn like that for when i in my office and he's like the new project is dropping at 2 30 this afternoon it was ridiculous and then they were coming up with shit like uh, with the name i don't know these guys were real high and they're like oh it's helmet zamboni (laughs) oh it's alsat stromboni like i don't know it was like when you get to the point where your audience is so restless that they're coming up with and restless is restless is the right word because when i people were like wanting this to fucking just start i was totally alone for my show um and i hadn't i made some friends by the end of the night but at that point i hadn't really been hanging out and like chatting with anybody but everybody around me was just like kind of talking and they were really paying attention they were and i I I felt at first they were like okay we're ready we're ready for this to start and he started out strong and then he went to this long down tempo and i just honestly felt like people were trying it to give him a shot honestly everybody around me was like every now and then they turn and they listen and they try and dance a little bit and but i don't know at the end of the day this was like energy in the crowd at the time at the end of the day i feel like this was like dmt in a chair of music but we had neither dmt nor chairs right right right. um it was just too it was it was too down tempo um so coming to that you know we don't really know like we posed this question in a prior episode like how do where do openers come from Mm. is it something that a label does or the artist and we're not sure but my feeling was that i've done a bit of research on that it it depends sometimes artists say we want to tour with this guy or the venue puts them together or sometimes it's the um it is the label so it really just depends so we're not trying to shit or like shit on this guy it's not that i don't think he's a good artist Mm -hmm. i just felt like for this particular show it i okay so then i thought really out of place so i thought to myself i thought to myself um Okay, so say what what Tame and Paul is trying to do is uh, find a hip hop R and B soulful artist to open for them. And boy, Fine. do we have one for you. Fine, but we were thinking, you know who we would think, and I I am gonna tag you this band, mm. and I hope you hear this. This is like the crux of the episode yeah. <laughs> right now. Yeah. What we would really love to see, there is a local band who f- checks off all those boxes, mm-hmm. but they bring a tremendous amount of energy. So good. The oh lead singer has so much charisma. Mm-hmm. All of the band does, but in a different way. They all have a different energy that's uh, very engaging. Yeah. And the name of that band is phony people spelled ppl at the end um we kind of stumbled upon them accidentally because matt and kim did a free show at avant gardner i think what january, january. Or february something like that january um and the there was like a couple different acts the only other act that was there that i knew was small black and then this band comes on phony people right before never heard of uh, matt and kim and just were awesome They're just so band. good and it was great because they got the crowd going and for anybody that has seen Matt and Kim before. They're a band that really, really feeds off a crowd, and they bring that out. Um, I have tickets to see them in November, so we'll, we'll, I'd love to talk about that because they are my favorite live act to go see. But Phony People absolutely fucking crushed it for them, and it was great. And what's funny is the next day, or actually that night, because uh, I was really hyped after that concert. I didn't go to sleep till like 3 in the morning because I was just – I was so – happy after the tame impala show that i wasn't even able to go to bed yet so i came to hang out with mark because we had just so happened to live five we just blocks had away. to talk about this and we show. just had to talk about it and what's funny is as we were talking about velvet negroni practically at the same time we said phony people would, would have been be the so perfect opener God, for it it would so have been good. great the uh, crowd would have gone absolutely hyped yeah. Uh, they make incredible music on top of that. It would have been awesome exposure for that. So if we could be if we could be matchmakers here, King and makers. if phony people is listening to this, if we get 
you know, if you know Kevin Parker, send him this. Uh, check out Phony People and do a tour with them. Absolutely. Be Kevin Parker, I, if, or anyone who knows Kevin Parker that's listening, whatever, or you don't know him, but just for God's sake, someone's got to send, someone has got to make Kevin Parker aware yeah, of Phony of this band. Yeah. People. I even if like let's say that choice didn't get made, I I'm I am certain that these two bands uh what could really see eye to eye. Mm-hmm. I, I really think that the energy is there and, and I could not help but think I was like, what a perfect fucking opener. It would have been a great match. They would be an incredible match. Yeah. Oh, there'd be a match yeah. made in heaven. And and as they, we're gonna, they draw a crowd to in and of themselves because they are I, you know, they're starting to we make some We saw them waves. again at Mercury Lounge. Yeah, they're and starting to make some crowd. waves. They're very popular here they in New York right now. They yep, made it they to Summer Stage. They made it to Summer Stage. Summer Stage. Um, they're actually, because uh, they've toured a bunch of Japan, they're super popular in Japan right now. <laughs> That's like such yeah. a trope. It you is know? a trope. It's, like, it's really huge funny, in Japan. but they are really popular in Japan yeah. right now, which is pretty neat. Because uh, last time we uh, saw them, there was a bunch of Japanese tourists there that specifically like came and like, were wearing phony people t-shirts. We're going to actually like put a link to their mute. Hell yeah. When you send me all the links, we're going to do phony people just because this isn't the show that we saw but we're just we'll try and see them to talk one of those about bands them. it's like yeah. a new york band so of course you know we're a bit biased there we really we want to you know push forward uh, a, a band from our area but they're not well known and um again and they should be. i i the thing is is that and we're going to get into this but um tame impala released a couple of new songs in 2019 that i think were played on some late night mm-hmm. shows but otherwise we were kind of one of the first to hear them and there is no album yet but there is going to be one so i would imagine that a tame impala tour is going to happen yeah for that sometime album sometime during 2020 mm-hmm. i i believe that and when that happens my God, I would just <laughs> funny oh, people, please, for the love of God. Hashtag Kingmakers. If we can make yeah. that happen, I'll throw, I will pay the same exact amount that I had to pay last Thursday to go see that show. Oh, it would my really God. Be incredible. Oh, my God. They'd be yeah. so good together. I, I, I would, oh, that would be great. So, anyway, so that's our, our little plug. And um, if we made that happen, then this podcast was uh, worth in, it. in and of yeah. itself worth it just uh-huh. for that one thing. Hopefully, we'll do more than that. But, um, okay, so getting into the actual show itself, so um, Tame Impala comes on, they usually have like uh, a video mm. playing a small bit of a song like in the beginning, so they did that, band comes out, this guy is like one of those like guys that... To me, he's like such a rock star, yeah, but it isn't really is. in this sort yeah. of like over the top, like Not you know, Mick David Lee Roth, like yeah. I'm here, bitches. But he just has the presence. He yeah, just comes the aura out. of cool kind of thing, and it yeah. doesn't come across as like you know. There was kind of this era where a lot of bands were like too cool to be up there, and they're like trying to yeah. trying to seem like they don't care. He's up there and he's really enjoying it, but he's like kind of relaxed and. and you know, like I said, he's just got this air of cool around him when you see him up there. Well, he's like also incredibly humble, which mm-hmm. makes him so relatable. Um, I do not think he's full of himself at all. No. So this is just like one of those uh, rock stars that I just love. So um, just like and what's this- funny, just uh, just a quick thing since we're talking about yeah, him coming sure. on. Um, you know, I go to a shitload of shows and this is the first time and maybe it's because it's MSG and it kind of brings those people. But this is the first time where somebody comes on stage and there is screaming girls around me screaming at the top of their lungs oh, yeah. in excitement that he's up total there. rock star you know just like some shit that like you you heard the beatles were going through and he steps up there and like every girl around me is like screaming and leaning over and grabbing their faces and like damn yeah. like i've i've been a big fan of tame apollo for a long time i saw men doing and it he's and he's you know clearly big enough now that he's selling out msg two nights in a row but it's just like it never occurs yeah, what did to your dad somebody... say it's like what is it another yeah I, I had a dinner with my dad the day before and this is before i had decided to cave and buy a ticket for thursday and uh i was bitching to him and my uncle about the fact that i got screwed out of this concert and my dad goes is this one of the indie bands you like and i'm like well you know indie enough to sell out msg two nights in a row and he goes all right that's a good point like yeah. uh, you know, you he definitely was indie to start out, but he's become popular enough that you know he's still the indie sound and vibe. But he's uh, as far as an indie band goes in popularity, he's really big up there. You know, if you're selling out MSG, it's like Vampire Weekend is next week, and they're selling out MSG too. You know, so he's at least that big. So this 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 show was a party, and you knew it from the get go. Like the lights are going now. They understand whoever is doing the visuals understands the build. So it wasn't like they hit you with all the best right away. Mm-hmm. But right away, you know, okay, this is a 
high level of production. Mm -hmm. A lot of thought was put into this. I have no doubt that Kevin had a ton of input in terms of the visuals. It's stunning. And this was a party. Um, They opened... And and on top of the visuals, real quick, to talk about them, because because it's a psychedelic rock band, the visuals were steeped in like a psychedelia. Uh, there, There was basically a massive screen behind him playing all kinds of things from just like... Um, you know, sort of tie-dye swirls to everything, so like clips and, and all kinds of things. It would show him up there, like close-ups of him, but it was like slowing down oh, everything. Yes. It was super oh, trippy. Oh, I forgot about and that. And to top don't, it all don't, off... No, no, don't blow the load yet. Don't tell him about the thing. Well, okay, but so to top it all off, there was a thing that was super fucking cool, plus lasers and everything. We're, so we're going to get this, into that. Take this as... huge screen with psychedelic imagery going on in the background, add in lasers, and one of the coolest light setups I've ever seen in my life. Right, okay, so yeah. they opened with... With Let It Happen, which is a, you know, fine song. Um, you know, I'm... Fucking I'm, banger? You shut your mouth. Well, I mean, I was like, you could say they're all bangers, but yeah. if I were to rate the bangers, it's not my top banger. Sure. Um, but, uh, and then they went into Patience, which is a new song right. from 2019, which for One me... One of the two new ones that just dropped. That is a song. That is a song I love so much. Um, it almost feels like a very, like, 70s yacht rock sound which usually i don't go for and again steeped in a psychedelic kind of sound oh but i love i love it it is it is it is sort of yacht rocky but um listen i I, it's uh it puts me at ease yeah is the best way i can describe it it's this kind of song so it's, it's very interesting to feel very hype because of everything that's going on but also feel very very calm and at ease it's Mm -hmm. just a, a a perfect balance um and then we had uh, a few more songs, uh, Led Zeppelin, The Moment, Mind Mischief, Nangs. I don't know if you have anything to say about those specific I mean, songs. outside of the fact that I, I thoroughly enjoy like the songs, them, so don't get me there wrong. Not but a specific but no, 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 because then the, you know, when... Elephant, <sighs> Elephant was the which, next one. by the way, happens to okay, be my now, favorite song. That, I didn't anyway. want to bring this up until we got to this point, mm. but we kind of let the cat out of the bag. This is when the lasers came Yeah, out. the lasers this, came strong. And you can see this on our Instagram, at High Decibels Podcast. Put, click on the Team Impala highlight. These lasers, I mean, listen, we've seen a fair amount of laser shows. Mm-hmm. And aside from the ones that we've seen at an actual EDM festival, mm-hmm. per se, even Brooklyn Mirage, which has a great light yeah, show. Yeah, I this, did see this was an incredible laser show at Brooklyn that. Mirage, and this, this blew it This blew, this it, out blew it out of the water. I've yeah. never seen a laser show. I can't even explain it to you. It was like, oh, I mean, obviously they come out over the house mm-hmm. uh, and then up. And then turn, you have to just watch our videos yeah, because yeah. there are some really things no we can't it. put into words. I, I made the like, good call of bringing refractor yes, glasses. Yes, you, you did. And for those who don't know, refractors are usually you take them to EDM shows because they they you know make lights cool. Basically, you put them on, and uh, basically any lights that you look at or lasers or anything, it's sort of uh, how, how would you describe it? Just kind of. Like lights coming off of it, it almost looks rainbow. And what was neat, I kept them on yeah, the whole looks like, time. Yeah, it looks like a rainbow yeah, popping. Yeah, it was out. really cool. So imagine all of those lasers, like, yeah. like I, I don't know, hundred, hundreds, yeah, hundred of these streams yeah. of light coming out. These very specific, and then yeah. having a and rainbow top of that. that you kicking look up myself to. for not bringing my. Yeah, and so what was neat is, you know, you don't always need like some people would argue. It's like, well, why would you add this on? Well, this is the first time that I've brought uh, refractors to something, and it actually just complimented all of the visuals that i was seeing it's not that it added to them or anything it fully complimented them because even looking at the um trippy visuals going on behind it on the giant screen it was almost like looking at this already psychedelic visuals with a filter of psychedelic on top of it it, it came out perfectly uh, so, so we're if saying you ever get the you, chance to yeah. see him you can buy refractors 15 dollars is happening right yeah, now if you don't 12, live in new york on on these. amazon get these because it it adds to the show like better than any time I've ever brought them to like even other laser shows before. Usually you bring them to laser shows because they they make lasers cooler. This made everything cooler, but it also just complemented all the visuals that were going on. So then what happened was again uh, the so the lasers calmed down and we're sort of bathed in these sort of warm rainbowy type uh, colors mm-hmm. and you know uh, brought us into um, apocalypse dreams and. And, and there was sort of a calm that came over. The sound calmed down. You just felt like you're in this like warm bath of sound and light. And then out of nowhere, and I saw this thing, but I guess I didn't really see yeah. this thing. Yeah. You notice it before because it's, it's But weird, I was like, oh, then... it's just like, I don't know. I didn't think anything yeah. of it. But when it came down from the ceiling, you, 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 you noticed. Yeah. So it's this 
huge like circular piece that uh for lack of better describing it looks like it's a ufo coming down Almost, from yeah. the sky yeah. So just lights and lasers blasting out of it. And it came down, 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 like just above their heads. And was it, tur- it was like turning mm, and like, like they did a lot with it. You know throughout that the ride that's literally called the UFO where yeah. you stand oh. and you're like pushed against the, the back. The, oh. Yeah. And it, oh, Gravitron. Gravitron. It oh. reminded me of like the outside of a Gravitron, but, but like, with the donut hole in the middle. Mm-hmm. So it's like this circular thing and it's moving around and all these lights are coming out of it and it's like right above their heads. It <sighs> was legitimately the coolest thing uh, uh, when it comes to a light show. It was the coolest thing I've ever fucking wow. seen. Wow, it was, when that, it was. When that came down wow, and it really wow, started to go wow, off because it was above wow, their heads doing like wow. a little bit of lights and everything so it already looked cool and then it started moving basically and shooting fucking lasers out of it and it was genuinely like the coolest thing I've seen at a light show or at anything that involves a lot of visuals. So, you know, kudos to MSG and to Tame Impala for really pulling out all the stops on that. I'd imagine it's something that he tours with, but, you know, MSG pulled it off perfectly. Yeah. Who, honestly, whoever was whoever designed that thing and was running it. Holy yeah, shit. Great, incredible. Holy shit. I it, it's I, I can't I don't know if I can't even. um put into words it see the show like you must um okay so then we got into uh the less i know the better i'm gonna play a little bit Mm. of that song underneath here because this is a song that came out in what late 2015 yeah it was off his last album and um yeah this this was a time where they employed the use of said ufo-ish uh set piece um just uh just a song i don't know it's just one of my favorites and i don't i don't really know why i guess it's I it's know, definitely it's one of, one of if not song. his most popular song it's right. up there as because his most popular is probably still feels like we only go backwards oh is that um okay. i would probably say that or at least his most recognizable one but other than that the less i know the better is probably his most recognizable one for i sure. i really enjoyed that and then um so then we hit borderline mm. borderline is another a uh, new song that's come out, another 2019. It has a very clean sound to it, actually. Mm-hmm. What's different about this song and contrasting very much with something like Feels Like I'm Only Going Backwards, I found that the reverb is way down. The vocals are far less echoey mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. whatever reason. He just like decided to go with this different mm-hmm. style. Um, and uh, if I have a clip of that, I can't remember if I do, but no, I'll play a little a bit. Of it, unfortunately. Play a little bit of that underneath. Um, but again beautifully done um and then we had uh what came on after that uh love paranoia came on yes i'm changing why won't you make up your mind all great songs but the other one the one that he closed the initial set out with eventually is another one of my favorite eventually so it was really really cool to see that in concert again right the uh you know, it was the end of the set. Obviously, he's going to come out and do an encore. But as the end of a set, they just went buck fucking wild with the lasers and confetti yeah. and everything. And, eventually, know. eventually has that. Um, eventually has that sort of uh, classic, like sort of distorted, mm. reverby sound. Um, that yeah, that you has. Hear, yeah, that you hear a lot with psychedelic rock i i yeah and i actually i need to backtrack a little bit because i did write notes on some of these other songs and i just kind of skipped over them but like apocalypse dreams when i was talking about which came out about that time when that thing came down from the studios it's like a very 60s it's very Mm -hmm. beatles it's less distorted so it's like more like early like there's Mm -hmm. definitely a lot of 60s and 70s influences here and this one like uh it's it's it just reminds me so much of the beatles for whatever reason um which makes me really want to go to one of these shows with my brother who is a huge fan of 1960s music we'll see if i can make that happen um and then another one that had been played earlier um oh mind mischief Mm -hmm. yeah i skipped right over that one that again that's like a very uh classic sort of 60s garage rock sound so like the 60s wasn't just one sound but he seems to like grab a little bit of like the the garage rock Mm -hmm. like that sort of uh grungy uh, yeah, pre grunge. What I'm trying to think sound, of, like, yeah. like a, a a band that's like a, a good a, or something. A exa- no, I mean from the actual '60s. Like oh, I'm trying okay. to think of. Uh, it's not coming to me right now. Maybe like. Um, I'm trying Iron to think of a good example. Something like that. Who's the one that sings like "No time left for you"? On my way to, like, 
better things. Well, mm, I, I don't feel know. Like, uh, we're gonna remember it in like an we're hour gonna we're gonna ourselves. it's gonna yeah. come to us. But it was just like, yeah, just like that that sixties garage rock that sound. But then also it can be like more psychedelic, and then it can also feel a little bit more seventies. Mm. Whereas even just you know just just this side of sleazy, but not. Mm. Um, which Steely Dan never managed <laughs> to find the balance on. But like anyway, Steely here Dan I go whatever. about Steely yeah. Dan again. Um. Okay, so, so I just okay, wanted to so cover those. So he closes the set with eventually, and obviously right. we know he's going to come out for an encore, right. so oh, he stays there. So eventually, yeah, Distorted yep. Reverb Sound, I had the note about, about that. Um, so, yeah, so we, exactly like you said, we, we knew that, um, we knew there was going to yeah, be an encore. Yeah, so he comes back and he plays like, which uh, again is probably his. We had another video thing, song. right? Had another yeah, video he had like thing. a video in the background for a bit, so we knew he was coming back. New, new song, yeah. Um, and then, then he comes out and he plays probably again his most popular song. Feels like we only go backwards, and that stuff with the song that came off his, uh, uh, I think 2012 album is that when Lonerism came out? Yeah, 2012 album Lonerism, which is. He had the album beforehand, Interspeak, which I think is a fantastic album, but Lonerism is mm-hmm. the one that everybody kind of started to discover him on, specifically because of that song, Feels Like We Only Go Backwards. Um, We're gonna was, be, I think I should play a little bit of this while yeah, I, hope it, play, I hope I thought yeah, to do that. <laughs> yeah, definitely play some Feels Like We Only Go Backwards. Uh, when you hear it, you'll probably be like, oh yeah, I know that song, even if you don't know Tame Impala all that much. So that's also the one that it's like, if you're coming to a Tame Impala show, you know all of the words to Feels Like We Only Go Backwards. So he comes on, and I think you told me he said a similar thing for your night, and he's oh, like, "Oh God, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah." Everybody sings along to this one. So he said, "You know, uh, for my night, he he goes, you know, last night I did another show here, and it was really loud, but I think this crowd can get louder, and all that kind of thing." So we all sing along to it. <laughs> all I'm saying is, he said we were louder our night than your night, and I'm sure he says that to everybody. But he meant it that night. So, <laughs> oh, Kevin, you say that to all the crowds. Yeah, to stay but no, to no, no. He meant it that time. Yeah. So, um, at this per- at this point, um, you you keep track of the set list because mm-hmm. I'm trying to um, look at other stuff here. You're this is just like such a moment list. for me. It was like uh, some guy was smoking like. Oh shoot! I have to remember to do this. This like maple syrup smelling. I was like, and I was like, I smell breakfast. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, it's me. Yeah. So he had this like maple syrup scented like vape pen. Really? Or whatever. That's cool. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God. Yeah. It was like French toast. It was amazing. And, um, you know, again, the the lights were out of control. And I, I thought it was interesting that I was just kind of like, you know, the light show is amazing, but you really have to be this is my opinion at this level of musicianship to really get to that point mm-hmm. where you're playing the garden and you could tell he felt so humbled by it. like because on my night what he said and I'm sure he couldn't he couldn't say this to you because it was his first night ever at the garden he's like I can't believe I'm here yeah. they told me it was going to be epic but this is like beyond anything yeah. I could have imagined yeah is such a big deal for a lot of bands it's like it, for it, it's, to, it's, to reach to say that level, yeah you yeah. could say that's one of the places where if you get to play MSG, you've made it. You I know was what I mean? so happy to see that yeah. moment. He was so humbled. And it just, but you know, what with the over the, like, I don't say over the top, not in a bad way, but just like that uh, uh, high, high level of production. There's just so much going on. It reminded me of the scene in like Glengarry Glen Ross where the real estate agents were like, we need the leads. And then mm. like Alec Baldwin's character is like, no, you need yeah. to earn the lead, right, the right. good leads. And I was and like, these guys it. have yeah. earned the lasers beyond. It. He is at this point where absolutely like the music 100% matches what's going on out there. And I will say this too. Here's an interesting thing about sound. I often find more often than not, especially in a large venue that the sound is just so loud you gotta have your earplugs in Mm -hmm. and otherwise it's gonna hurt and um you know at least over time so but what i found interesting about the sound here is when we got to that point of feels like we only go backwards i was like i gotta I didn't just kind of take him out a little bit this time, you know, to see what it feels like. Just the tip. I took, uh, oh no, I took, I took the, I took those earplugs and I, and I pulled the protection right off and I threw it on the floor. I didn't throw it on the floor because those earplugs are like 20 bucks, but that's kind of what it felt like. I was like, I'm taking them out, you know, I'm just do this. No safe listening for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what was interesting is that my ears were not ringing at all. Yeah. 
So yeah, sound sound mixing was they perfect. They were not this ringing time. at all. Yeah. They got the sound just right, and that's kind Which of is rare. Really cool. I, and now I wish that I had taken them out at the beginning because it was absolutely not too loud. I mean, yeah, earplugs are always a good idea, but this is one of those situations where like the sound is so beautiful and it's not so loud that it feels like feels dangerous mm-hmm. to my eardrums. I was like, this was a hundred percent worth it. So to hear the sound like unobstructed, um, you know, all like <laughs> safe listening and protection jokes aside, a hundred percent worth it. Yeah. A hundred percent worth the, the, sure. the tiny, tiny risk there. Um, and then of course what happened at the end, and I think this happened once before earlier in the show. Yeah. He they did shoot really confetti before. Yeah. But it then was the a final huge... song afterwards. Yeah. New person, same old mistakes was just, and then at right when that was finishing up. Yeah. That was like, I was breathing in confetti. Oh, it was so it was much just of like it. like coming down. Yeah, it just like kept going. Heavy. It kept going. It was a, and it was a seriously the, the biggest. Conf- really having a good time, like laughing along at it. We all thought it was really funny. It was, at that point I had made a friend or two. Shout out Samantha, a really nice uh, person that I was hanging out with during it. Um, Hugest confetti drop that I have ever seen. Ever. It kept coming. Experienced. I mean, yeah, it just kept coming down and down and down. And then, you know, you get home and you change and you think and it's all gone. And there's some confetti. And yeah. there's some confetti coming out. And then you take a shower and it's stuck in places you didn't know confetti could get stuck in. And that's like on the floor. Um, Worth it, though, because it was awesome. It, it absolutely <laughs> it was. a great was. way to end a set like that. And I, mean, I and I have something for you, actually. I I saved Oh, yeah. Thank you. you. Okay, so James left his original ticket stub here. But I also saved you Some one little piece of confetti to add nice. to that. So when you frame that, <sighs> you need to just ha- get a huge picture frame, James. It's like yeah, the size of your handful of other tickets that size that of the too. of that flag on your wall, mm. like a frame that big, and put all of yeah. your stubs. Usually, usually you don't get yeah, stubs. Usually these days it's all mobile. Tickets, but like but there's a handful that. I, but that like I, set list yeah. guitar picks, like yeah. whatever you get, you should just like have one huge. Like yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. I should do that. Uh, and put all of the concert memorabilia maybe you have. Zoo wristbands, something like that. Your wristbands, yeah. like just all in one, and just keep adding to it. Yeah, I think that'd be amazing. Yeah, it would be really cool because I got I still got my ticket from uh, uh, what was it called the um. Not so silent night. I don't know why I forgot oh, that because right. that's that like was, up there. That is uh, that along with along too. with this show. It's up there as one of the top F- five. Ticket? Yeah, it was a physical ticket. Top five best shows I've ever been to. This and yeah, let's put it, throw this out there. We both agreed on this. We've this seen, is easily we have seen one of the top five many best concerts, dozens I've ever been and dozens to. of concerts. Uh-huh. I don't know if I'm up to a hundred yet, but it's getting there. I mean, I go to maybe fifty a year. Like, <laughs> I might. It's, it's an insane amount for me, and this is easily this blew away so many other shows that I've been to. Not that I've. I very rarely leave a show thinking that it was bad, but this was absolutely incredible. And it why? Was absolutely incredible. Light show, mm-hmm. sound, incredible music, sound, incredible music, venue, incredible frontman, mm. incredible uh, backing musicians. You know the whole the one line thing aside, the venue was great. You know they really got it right mm-hmm. in terms of uh, of the sound, the crowd. That's another thing we usually talk about. This forgot to. This was, was great. I found this to be a very, I was never pushed, mm-hmm. like a very. Well, pers- okay. I will throw this Maybe out there because there were had, one or okay. two times where people would, would walk past us and there was like one person that was, and I actually, uh, there's something, a story I might not have mentioned it to you. Uh, some incident kind of happened right at the end there. So I'll tell that because there's a PSA that goes along with it. But, uh, yeah, there was like these two different times. And again, it's like I made this friend, Samantha, and, and uh, like at a couple different times, these people would like push past us. And it was in the middle of fucking songs. Like, really? You're going to go in the middle. And it's like his big songs, like halfway through Elephant, three people push push through. And, and I'm like, I lean over to Samantha, this friend that I had just made. I'm like, that's that's it. That's the time to push into the crowd is halfway through a fucking song if you do that you're an asshole i'm sorry you're an absolute asshole wait until the song ends if you're even if you're trying to meet your friends don't be a dick to the people around you well you also had another psa about okay i feel like i just talked up the crowd i didn't have any incidents yeah. my crowd was fantastic um yeah that was the only you issue. had that but then didn't you also have some issue where you yeah. had to actually go so off this, to the side this is to... the psa that i want to tell some people so um, literally at the end of the initial set, like it was like Before the weirdest bar. timing ever, like probably just as eventually was ending. 
um, I look, I notice, I look over because there's like a bit of clamor in the crowd, and some dude had passed out. He had fallen on the ground. Uh, my guess is he was really dehydrated. It was really hot in there. It was very hot and humid in there, and especially by the end of a set where everybody's dancing along. I was dripping sweat the whole time. So quick PSA. Um, drink water when you go to these things because that's just such an easy thing to do and it's, it's very dangerous to uh, pass out from dehydration like that. But anyway, as we're there, uh, everybody around him, it's like there's a couple people trying to like wake him up and like, are you okay? And so what a bunch of people around him decide is the thing to do is they put the lights on on their phone and they flash it towards the side. Oh, Jesus Christ. And first of all, I I'm, I'm, wasn't super deep into the middle. I was kind of on the right side, maybe 10, 15 feet away from the edge i was pretty deep towards the front i wasn't super front row or anything like that but i'm looking and i'm seeing all these people there and then i look over and i'm like i'm really close nobody's noticing all these lights is it that hard to walk 10 feet and wave over a security guard it's all i did is i walked over to the barrier i waved at the guy and i'm like hey listen we got this dude that just passed out there and the guy immediately came through he brought a bunch of people they all came out to check on the guy. They decided to call an EMT over. And people were, like, patting me on the back for it. I'm like, really? Like, I, t- I just fucking walked over and got a guy's attention. Like, I get not wanting to miss a set. But if you're so into it that the only thing you're willing to do is to put the light on on your you phone. You need to rethink your priorities. I'm sorry. It's like, it wasn't that hard. It was the end of the set anyway. It's like, as... Kevin Parker's like waving <clears throat> off the stage and all these people are willing to do is hold the light on on their phones. Like take the uh, like that guy could have been really hurt. Could and be you. Could be you. Could be you. That guy could have been really hurt and all the people around him were willing to do is wave their phone around. Just walk over. People were like looking at me. It's like that was really nice of you. I'm like it took half a second. I right. walked over. I tapped the guy right. and then I, I walked right back to where I was. Just do, like that's my PSA there. Don't be don't be right. that guy. Just go over and get some help if somebody's hurt. But you know, okay. So I mean, you're gonna find something like that. It shows here and there. Yeah. People aren't gonna always be there. But listen, all I can say is that my crowd experience was great. And uh, just to sort of recap, if you enjoy an amazing light show yeah. and an incredibly talented but also very humble front man. And you are especially drawn to uh, the music mm. of the 60s and 70s, but not like hearing it like it was because they don't make it like that anymore. No, it's just well, no, this isn't, this it, isn't yeah. like that, but it is an updated, modernized version that I feel has so many elements of music from the 60s and 70s, mm. that if that is music that you are drawn to, I am 100% confident that you would enjoy a Tame Impala show. Right. Or, you know, just to get your feet wet, go on Spotify, listen to the most popular songs, and go from there. Um, I would love to see, and I, I can see this band is growing. More people that I talk to have heard of this mm-hmm, band. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would like to see this band become a household name. I feel like it's one of those bands that becoming a household name is not going to ruin the band. No, I feel yeah, very it's, not, confident. it's like a radio head. Yeah. I feel very confident that the integrity and quality of the music will be maintained yeah. no matter how big this band becomes. But I, I feel like there's mass appeal. I feel like if you're listening and you're a teenager, well, you probably know who they are and would really enjoy them. So, you know, get mom and dad to, to bring you to a show. And then, you know, if you are an older person, and, and there were a few older people oh, yeah, in sure. my audience, not many, but in their 60s and maybe 70s, uh, because of that throwback kind of sound, um, I think this is a great way to experience that sort of uh, that sort of aesthetic, that dynamic in, in, in music. Um, 100% recommend, and, and we will put... Uh, a link in our description for uh, future shows that are, are happening on this tour. I cannot, uh, in, in closing, these are my closing remarks. I like, I know I'm saying a lot, but um, I cannot stop thinking about the show. Uh, yeah, it's been a week and I still, I'm still thinking about yeah, the show. I'm still singing Tim the songs Apollo's in the show. music is still stuck in my head. I just later. felt like I was being bathed in warm, comforting, dare I say, loving sound and soft colorful supportive light and this combined with mild psychedelics should be the future of <laughs> psychotherapy the the end 
Thank you. Welcome to my TED Talk. That's your soapbox. That's my soapbox. Closing remarks. But seriously, um, it was incredible to see. And I'm uh, worth the money, like worth every penny that I overspent for. It doesn't matter. I'm not even mad about the money anymore. Um, I knew when I bought the ticket that it would have sucked to like, I would have been more upset at missing one of my top five probably favorite artists at a venue like Madison Square Garden. And I'm probably going to cave and do the same thing for Vampire Weekend next week. Let's be perfectly real. Um, the, it's like a band that's important to me and I got to see them at one of the you know biggest venues in the entire world and once I stepped uh, out of MSG after that night I'm like uh, I knew it I'm like that was worth every single penny I'm really happy that I did it what an absolutely incredible show if you ever get the chance to see Tame Impala live do not skip it don't skip it such a joy thank you so much Tame Impala for that yeah. experience thank you so much yeah. Kevin Parker do another tour uh, I will be there open yeah l- g- give uh, give phony people a listen hell yeah Kevin Parker just just give that a whirl just put it putting that out there uh yeah so we'll have uh, all of the links in our description um thank you so much for uh listening this week uh we are going to be closing out with one of the newer songs this one is called patience yep yes okay Okay, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> yeah, I this is a said, long one, and we bullshitted a lot at the I'm beginning, just, but I hope it was worth it. You have to excuse us, but we're just so pleased as punch to be having two microphones. Yeah. And, and We've been chomping at the bits to talk about this Our show, minds probably. are overwhelmed. Uh, this has been High Decibels Podcast, and we will talk to you later. Thank you.